The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This is Mick Shots, streaming live on DallasCowboys.com and the official Dallas Cowboys app. Now, here are Bill Jones, Everson Walls, and Nikki Spagnola. Well, it's Monday at 11.02 inside the SWBC podcast studio. I have 11 o'clock on the dot. That's what I have. <laughs> the rest of us have 11.02, Everson Walls. That is a prime reason why they got rid of the old clocks, because you could change the, the arms up there. And they went digital. So guys that were late for meetings couldn't jack with the time. And it doesn't appear that Everson was late today. No. It, it, it no. appears that it is not. He's just out of breath as he walked in here. <laughs> just still getting dressed. I had a feeling with all that's going on in this building today oh, that their room parking was probably at a premium. I got lucky. You got oh, you lucky. still got lucky. Otherwise, I would have been. That's because uh, you're Everson Walls. Been towed. I have been towed. You have? I would have been. Oh, you would have been. I was thinking maybe because the fire alarm went off that uh, they didn't let you guys in. I didn't know the fire alarm went off. Oh, it did. Oh, it did. People cleared out. Wow. I found out that it was a monthly test or some sort of Mm -hmm. test over at the Omni, but at the hotel, but it set the alarm off here, too. So... Uh, I know, saw people leave. They used to do that all the time, do the emergency broadcasting system. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, right. They still do that? This is a test of the emergency <laughs> broadcast system. This is only a test. Our sirens <laughs> used to go off. <laughs> um, there's a lot going on. Yes, there is. This week and this day as well. Something's Mickey. going on upstairs. So they're uh, at the Ford Center. They're doing their annual uh, high school coaches clinic. Okay. Uh, and... There was a lot of coaches there, um, and I, I and they're going to have like a luncheon. So check out my math. But there were four rows of ten tables of ten tops. That means they're set up for four hundred people. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Uh, they were doing um, CPR training. The Red Cross was here. Uh, not only uh, chest compressions, but also showing them how to use the is it AED fibrillators? Mm-hmm. Is that what they're called? Mm-hmm. They were practicing that when I, when I walked over there, um, and they were going to continue doing that. Nobody at wants. Nobody wants to have to use that. Yeah, but yeah. they're teaching you. Mm-hmm. And I did the class here, and the thing on the AEDs is that the whole thing's automated. Like it tells you step by step what to do, right? Even if you didn't remember. Uh, and yet, it would still be chaotic. I'm sure it would <laughs> if you had to had to do that. You yeah. know, I just read a story. I think it was in Sunday's paper. This couple was coming back from uh, vacation, and uh, they were both nurses, and they had somebody on the flight that quit breathing and was turning blue, and they went up and saved the guy mm. on the floor of the plane. Uh, so, yeah, those guys were going through. They have the little half um, demonstration mannequin or whatever mm-hmm. where you learn to do the chest compressions. Uh, but anyway, so that's going on at the Ford Center. 
The East-West Shrine East-West game Shrine. is That's coming That's what I had to break here. through to get here. Yeah. <laughs> They're already upstairs, They're upstairs. The yes. press conference mm-hmm. supposed to start at 11 mm-hmm. o'clock. Like right now. Yeah. And then on top of that, the Cowboys have seven guys here for workouts, two of which are quarterbacks. Uh, two were DBs, and I think so the red jersey means what? Quarterback. All right, you don't touch him. Okay, <laughs> even in a tryout. Even in a tryout, <laughs> we don't right? want to be liable for this. And then uh, <laughs> what? Oh, and there was uh, three wide. Rec- they had to be wide receivers. Mm-hmm. Just the numbers they gave them and how small they that will were. be the greatest contact we see yeah, uh, right? this week <laughs> is those tryout wide receivers going up against cornerbacks yeah they, and that won't happen and either. we won't see it either i'm sure there's regulations <laughs> on workouts too can't be too physical and then tomorrow starts the three consecutive days of uh, the uh, mandatory mini camp mm-hmm. so yeah a lot going on here but this this show like, marks what the our last final one our final till training camp probably this is our mandatory mini camp preview edition That's right. of Nick shots and it doubles as our training camp preview edition yeah, of right. <laughs> Mick shots so we got a lot to get to That's right cuz uh, they will head out for training camp on July 24th the final week in July July 24th That doesn't seem too no, Premature. because by the time you fly there, mm-hmm. and then the next day will be some sort of testing or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then... That will be the press conference, too. The, the press 25th. conference. And then the next three days is probably the... Um, basically another mini camp yeah. before they actually allowed to practice, which is, I think, another three days. And then probably by the 1st and 2nd of August, they'll put the pads on and actually do something. Just make sure yes. that when it's time to give a specimen that you have not woken <laughs> up at 3 o'clock in the morning and already presented it into... And then you got nothing? And then you got nothing. And then you have to wait until you can show up for practice. You have to give a specimen. You can't go in to get the pad. So I'm sitting there because I made that mistake. I'm sitting there. You consider the positive if you can't give a specimen. Right. And so I'm sitting here. I, I, you know, made the mistake. Woke up. Woke up. Then here it is. I can't do it. So, okay, you can't go to practice. And guess who else couldn't do it? I was with the Giants. Lawrence Taylor. Well, I was going to say. <laughs> so me and LT sitting there, and I'm like, Lawrence no, probably didn't want to yeah, give it. Don't put me with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what. And don't get our specimens <laughs> Right, up. please don't do that. The summer, the, summer, uh, the summer after my freshman year in college, I had to go do the selective service exam. Uh, and That was for the draft. For the draft. The real draft. Yeah, the, the, the serious draft. The old school draft. And they must have had the biggest bathroom you ever seen because they're processing a couple hundred people right and uh they everybody there's urinals all over the place the guy next to me couldn't do it <sighs> he just couldn't do it i, I offered him some <laughs> Very good right spec. i like that spec. and then You're a good dude man. and then they make this announcement like over the intercom and they <laughs> scream it because back then everybody was trying to get out of the draft mm. right do something had to be wrong and they just scream where are the five guys that can't 
you know, and they, it was it was army language too, right? Yeah. And the guy looked at me and he goes, "I should have taken your stuff." <laughs> <laughs> well, I, it, it it traumatized me. It took me about ten years after I retired. Because you, you know, we already is. Oh, you were at the Giants. So yeah, you were already Giants. established. Yeah, but but still, I just that was uncomfortable for me. Yeah, you know, I've never had that problem, and so that one time I made that mistake, and it took me ten years of uh, um, okay, where am I? You know, you wake up, you know, three in the morning or whatever, and you thank God that you know. You're free. I'll tell you what, all these years later, I'm still traumatized by that physical thing I that took place. It. I believe it. Because there were other stations. I always hesitate now when, oh. I, when I get up. I hesitate. I hesitate. My hearing machine broke down. And all of a sudden, this big old sergeant comes in and slaps me on the shoulder. And he goes, quit trying to screw with your test. <laughs> Manipulate. Manipulate. Yeah, yeah, that's the word they use, the M word. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Manipulate word. Okay. And there was a couple other words in there, too. And I thought my ears were ringing, right? So you have to push the button right or left where you hear it. And the buzzer in my right ear kept going off, and I kept pushing it right. And when he slapped me on the shoulder, I'm going, okay, what do I do now, right? And we're in these individual cubicles. How big was the guy? Oh, he was big. How small were you? And his hand was huge, right? Yeah, let's see. So I was probably about 135 pounds, right? I could just see that. So I I said, so all these things got to be the same, right? So I can see the guy next to me. And I can see which elbow was moving, so I did whatever he did. End of the day, they came in and said, well, those of you that flunked the hearing test, the machines malfunctioned. You're going to have to come back next Saturday and mm. take the test over. Mm. I passed because hey. I cheated. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes you got to be resilient, well, you know? Well. I thought we had a lot of important stuff to talk we about. Do. We do. <laughs> we do. But well, it went off the track. Let's see. We got, That's my fault. That's my fault. We got, I'll take that one, guys. We got CPR take taken one. care of. Um, uh, specimens. We've, so, specimens. We've got the East-West Shrine game <laughs> mm-hmm. that they've been moving around. I thought it was always in San Francisco. At Kizar Stadium? Yeah. But I always I think, thought that was very cool, East-West Shrine in, in Northern California. But then they did it. Thought that was did they do cool. it in Vegas? Uh, I don't know. They, they've moved it around. Yeah. But it's coming it's here. It's coming here. Next year, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, what other notes? Oh, I had, uh, and also condolence to Hunt family. Norma Hunt yes. passed away. Uh, I, I saw that come across last night. It was on the weekend, yeah. I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 57 consecutive Super Bowls she attended. Mm. Um, oh, and how about this one? So was there a movie? It was called Close Encounters of mm. the Third Kind yes. or something like that. <laughs> so I had a close encounter on Friday when I was leaving here. I'm getting ready to go down to the parking garage and uh, – Door opens to the elevator, and George Teague walks off. So I got to talk to George Teague. I go down, door opens, and who should be going up? T.O. T.O.? No. (laughs) Who did we talk about half the show last week? 
Oh, think no, we, back. We think so back. Nice we started the uh, Ezekiel show. Elliott. Yes. <laughs> it was Zeke. He was getting in the elevator to go up, and he looks, and we were both startled, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, how you doing? I go, fine. How are you doing? He goes, okay. You know, his beard was cut, shaped nice, and haircut was cut. And uh, he's getting ready to go up. And I go, what are you doing? He goes, oh, well, yeah, I'm just kind of waiting. I said, well, we talked about you on Wednesday that, you know, you need to come back here. Yeah, yeah. I said, is that a possibility? And he kind of laughed. And yeah, you never know. Wait, 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 wait. good we had bags. To... I like how you snuck it in there. Yeah, right? Very wait. casual, hoping he would give you something. Yeah, We right? had to wait through Mickey's selective service story <laughs> to get to this. Finally. To right? get to the lead, right? <laughs> you talking about burying the lead. So I think. He didn't say what he was doing, but I think he was going up to the Cowboy Club, uh, probably meet Dak for lunch or something, because I found out that he didn't go uh, Mm -hmm. into the front office or anything like that. I said, so, yeah. I said, you know, for a a little bit of money and incentives. And he just kind of giggled as he giggled. You kept kept digging. I kept trying. I kept trying. That's all right, right, But you know what? The door kept closing, and he kept keeping it open. (laughs) He's lonely. So we could finish our conversation. (laughs) He's tired of just seeing just that. Uh That was pretty funny. So that was on Friday. uh, That was on Friday, right? Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first day that, that the new money, money was available. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. What are the odds? What are the odds? We I, were I, was putting putting, I was trying together. to put two and two together, right? <laughs> but I think I got six instead yeah. of four. We're putting two and one together. Yeah, right. There you go. So anyway, it, it was pretty funny. Putting two yeah, and we one. Got gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. He would like to put one and five together, though. So the, his college number. Got left. So the his guys, all he has left. the guys there to do left. the valet, they saw what happened. They were laughing. They go, "Boy, that was good timing." <laughs> <laughs> They're on it. They are on it. What did George Teague have to do with that? That was the start of yeah. that was the intro. Him. Yeah, that you were setting the tone. Yeah, right? yeah. That, and it that got us to both yeah, respond that exactly. To is here. Right. <laughs> to. Yeah, so anyway. Uh, George Teague and T.O. will always be linked together. Always. Yes, yes they Do they like each will. other? That would, they probably make some money off it. Yeah. Like ah, make appearances. Like, the white you, like, yeah. like you and Dwight Clark did. Yeah. yeah. But Absolutely. the White and I didn't, like, almost fight, you know. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so that gets us to... Your previews of the mini game. That's right, and and the one missing thing on this Cowboys roster. That's in right, my opinion. Yes, a power running back. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Fourth string quarterback. <laughs> and they'll that's true. Probably too. need to bring in another quarterback for at least training. When, once they actually start practicing. Yeah, they've got two openings. They're at ninety. They're at eighty-seven right now, or at least that's what the roster said uh, for the OTA that we got to watch on Thursday. Which they were very careful not to even put a hand up to try to defend a pass. We don't want any more bad thumbs around here. That's right. Producer Supreme's talking to me at the same time you're talking, so I didn't hear what happened there. (laughs) What do we need to hear what he had to say? Well, you said 87. You said there's two spots open, but isn't it 90? Three. Didn't I say three? You said two. 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 Three. Yeah, sorry. Three. Three spots open. Sorry. 
Yeah. One for Zeke. Thank you, Christopher. One for a fourth quarterback and, one and a wild a card. Oh, kicker. Yeah, I guess we do need a kicker. And none of those guys look like <laughs> kickers that uh, they're working out today. I, please don't let this be our Achilles heel for this season. Is a kicker. A kicker. When we're doing everything's, you know, running on all. Score touchdowns. We need kickers. And that's where you need, need the big running back. Kicker. That's right. We need <laughs> he comes back yeah, to the big is, running back. Really, which is more important? Because the kicker, you got to have him for just consistency. You have to have someone you can rely on, which we had most of the year last year. But then we also have would to you rather, the chains. Okay, uh, as, far as, as far as a kicker, would you rather have a kicker that makes every field goal and Every extra point inside 40 yards Mm -hmm. makes every one of them inside 45 yards. Mm -hmm. Okay, every field goal inside 45 and every extra point. Or would you like one that might miss two all season inside 45 but can also bang it home from 60? If it's only two, yeah. Okay. But if you're talking five, that could happen. Yeah. How about just one? Just inside one. 40. No, it would be nice if you you didn't just miss but but one. We're saying the the highest, well, the lowest. Well, that's what you had until the playoff game. I love the guy. I want him back. I'm just being real. His only miss under 50 was 46. And he had some clutch 50-yard field goals yes. that, that helped us win the game. And his only two other misses were from 59. Man, we talk about a, such a high bar for kickers and a low bar for so whoever they bring in, they're not going to replicate it. Again, the he was Brett 29 Maher of 32. numbers, twenty nine of thirty two. That's ninety one percent on field goals. Come on, guys. And he was fifty out of fifty three on extra points. Yeah, I want to say one ninety four point three. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's good numbers, Bill. I'm sorry, that is good numbers. Until the playoffs. Until the playoffs. So, man. See, you know, everybody. No forgiveness for. Everybody was making a big deal out of Denver letting McManus go. Yeah. Right? Veteran kicker. He was 78% last year. That's why. That and the fact that he was going to make $4.5 million. I like our guy. Well, I like the guy that we used to have. And the fact that he's not even getting a chance. You uh, liked him until the Tampa Bay game. Until (laughs) and into the next game. I can forgive you. I can forgive you for that. It happens. Crap happens. And he 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 got us there. He helped get us there. I mean he was one of the he was one of the bright spots on the team, and we had a lot of bright spots. You know what's gonna happen is he'll have to sit still and then somebody's gonna get to training camp and struggle. With those numbers, and he still doesn't have many tryouts, right? Yeah, Denver brought him in after they let This is amazing to me, guys. I mean, this is amazing to me. I know we're all supposed to be upset because of the playoffs. But, man, this guy really did well for us. If somebody's struggling at kicker, they're going to bring him in and say, okay, let's see. You know, Let's see are you what? O- are you over what happened? Over what? Let's we could see that in now. The playoff game. We could see that now. We could bring him in now and right. see if he's over. I it. know. I and know. we're never going to know if he's over it until we get back into that position again. And it, it's probably the same thing as Zeke. Somebody's going to have to suffer an injury, and they're going to say, "I hope oh, we don't suffer an because injury? of this." No, oh, I mean, the kicker thing. In, in regards to our productivity and. 
you know, I've been trying to figure this out, uh, understand where everyone's coming from. But, but this, you know what? Since this is the last show till training this, this camp. I've got to finally say how I feel. This mm -hmm. ain't like a bunch of tomatoes on a tomato plant. There's not a lot of guys available. Once again, my, that just leads to That's your point. problem. That's it's not like there's somebody out there just sitting there that's great. Now, you got veteran guys, right? But they all got released by somebody for some reason. And then the young guys, you know what, two guys or three maybe got drafted. Two. Two. Third in the third, one in the third and one in the fourth. Man, I hope this doesn't come back to just bite us even worse than it did in the playoffs with his uh, inability to make Well, this. the fortunate thing was it didn't cost him. It was the difference between scoring 35 points and 31 points, mm -hmm. right? Which would, was how good this offense was. Would you like to know the details on the East-West Shrine Bowl moving to the Star in Frisco? Let's the 99th East-West All-Star game to be played at the Star February 1st, 2024. Stephen Jones says it is a tremendous honor to host the East-West Shrine Bowl. The game is a fixture in college football. Now are they playing it at AT&T or the Ford Center? At the Star. Ford Center, star in Frisco. That's great for the scouting department. They just got to walk across the hallway. Yeah. All right, let's uh, look at the screen, and there you have it. There's oh, look at there. <laughs> the Shriners. There it is. And by the way, the— Live look into the press conference that just ended. By the way, the I can tell from personal experience, the uh, Texas Scottish Rite Hospital here in Dallas is one mm -hmm. of the jewels. Our family, uh, my oldest daughter, when she was a year and a half old, uh, she was diagnosed with a uh, hip uh, displacement, mm -hmm. and she was born with it. And uh, we spent some time at the Scottish Rite Hospital here. That That's a fault. wonderful you know that, right? place. You, you gave her that, you know that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we know where the hip problem yeah, came we from. Know. We already know. Yeah. So, whenever I see those Shriners hats, I have uh, fun feelings nice. about this Texas Good Scottish stuff. Rite Hospital. All right, uh, we continue with more mixed shots in just a moment. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel, attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls, with Star Sports Tours, you can. 
Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. Hey, honey, can we talk? Of course. What's up? Well, I just thought you should know. I've been curious about the new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. <gasps> Have you felt this way a long time? No, I just think I'd really like the taste of Dr. Pepper swirled with layers of flavor. If you feel that way, I think you should try it, babe. It's amazing. I mean, you're amazing, too. <laughs> new Dr. Pepper strawberries and cream. The new flavor you deserve. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back, back to mixed shots. Cape Post Roofing and Waterproofing, proud partner of the Dallas Cowboys. From corporate homes to your home, have your roof checked by choice, not by chance. And call now, 214-225-4860, capepostcompany.com. And that's a good idea because I saw someone was trying to sell a house. And when the people came and they did an inspection and the roof did not pass inspection mm. and canceled the sale of that house. Mm. So get a hold of K-Post. All right. Um, since we last convened, which was last Wednesday, the Cowboys had an open look at an OTA on yes. Thursday of last week. And Mickey, I would be interested in knowing your observations from that day. Well, um, folks were trying to make a big deal out of Micah Parsons working out in the offseason in Austin. And uh, he showed up for the voluntary OTAs that we got to watch. And he was there uh, on Thursday. Diggs wasn't, but I hear he was on Friday. Um, Parsons, gosh, he must have done a 20-minute press conference. Um, he's amazing. And he was basically talking about how he was trying to work on specific things at one of those workout centers um, and, and trying to get better. And and he, he basically said he's put on – everybody tried to make this big deal that he put on weight to be a defensive end. He said, I put on muscle, five pounds. So it's not like, okay, I know I'm going to play defensive end – 60 snaps a game or something like that. Mm. But the interesting thing I thought he said is, he said, you know, I realized this whole thing is not about sacks. He goes, I'm, I'm kind of over that. He said, the important thing is to make plays when plays have to be made. He said, I want to be like Aaron Donald. You know, you know how he takes over a game and he makes plays when plays have to be made? He said, so to me... I want to be the guy. I don't want to be the sack leader. I want to be the guy that makes a difference in games that the Cowboys win. I thought that was an interesting perspective uh, heading into his uh, third uh, season. But, yeah, you know what? 
he he could do a one man talk show. I swear, <laughs> he's unbelievable, right? The stuff he comes up with. The other thing that occurred to me, and it, it was kind of a neat scene. So they're doing special teams, and the guys that weren't going to be on special teams are on the sideline, right? Well, kneeling down sort of in front of me on one knee from left to right was Michael Gallup, Brandon Cooks, and C.D. Lamb. Their backs to me. You can see their numbers and everything. And I'm going, that's what was missing last year. Mm -hmm. Brandon Cooks and Michael Gallup being Michael Gallup. And if they think that this offense needs fixing, which, you know, they outscored the opponents last year by 125 points. But I always contended, and I don't know if you guys agreed with me, they were a receiver short because of Gallup. He wasn't Michael Gallup. Well, everything that I've seen in these OTAs, he's Michael Gallup. Uh, he's got his confidence back. You can tell the way he's moving. And if you have these three guys at wide receiver and they stay healthy, that's a pretty formidable group right now. And it just struck me sitting there watching them from behind and it's like they had to bring in T.Y. Hilton at the end to try to revive a struggling wide receiver court. How about what they did at the beginning? They yes. started Dennis Houston in the right. first game. Dennis Houston and was the third guy. Noah, well, he's the third guy, yeah. At Noah Brown, Noah Brown was second, started. Yeah. right? Uh, so what everybody talked about, they should have gotten DeAndre Hopkins. Well, this threesome right here – and just watching the way they were utilizing them when they were running uh, 11, sort of on 11, uh, these guys were interchangeable. It wasn't like this guy's got to be outside, this guy's got to be inside. They were moving guys around. They would line up three guys to one side, and you didn't know which guy was going in motion. That is extremely key. Right? right? To have three because you can't tip parts. your you can't tip your hand. Right? You always had the, the way it was in previous years. If you did change it up, you still were predictable on who you were going to. Right, right. It's usually going to be C.D. Lamb, and now, like you said, interchangeable parts. If Gallup can work in the slot, that would be pretty. And amazing. they're giving him some reps. That in would there. be pretty See amazing how to put him out. in the slot because he's always been left or right. I don't recall Michael Gallup ever running a route from the slot. Maybe I'm wrong. I no, I think you're right. And so to be able to do that, that gives him a heads up on the DBs because now they can't really predict the routes he's going to run or how close he's going to be to the sideline, wherever his lineup is. So That's how, key. And how difficult does that make for the defense? Because now you can't predict what he's going to run based on his alignment on the field. You always know he's going to be left or right. There's only so many routes you can run from the outside. Mm -hmm. But if you get him in the slot, with that kind of speed and physicality, I'm hoping he can be physical because last year that's what came up and, sh and, and showed up against him. But if he can be physical like he always was, before Michael Gallup got injured, he was one of the more athletic wide receivers I had ever seen, period. I've seen him do some things, scoring a touchdown. It was on one leg one time. He was doing something crazy. I'm going to look it up one of these days. But uh, that's what you need with Michael Gallup is – uh, open up more possibilities from him for him from different uh, areas of the field. If you go back before the 
ACL surgery. So if you and he missed the first, I think it was six games in 2022. Uh, he had a was it a calf or an ankle, something like that. But if you go back to 2019 and 2020, he combined for 125 catches, 1,950 yards, 11 touchdowns, but maybe biggest. 15.6 a catch mm. over those two yards, two seasons. So if you get what it looks like you're seeing in OTAs from him and you get that again and you bring that in with Brandon Cooks and then a Pro Bowl receiver uh, like Michael, like C.D. Like Lamb. Lamb. Lamb, man, that's a pretty good threesome. Um, gosh, that probably takes you back to – when Amari Cooper was here. Which was what they were missing last year. <laughs> That's exactly. exactly. No, exactly. Uh, and see, it was it was the one-man show for C.D. Lamb. And he had a fantastic season, 100 catches, 1,300 yards. Um, so, yeah, that, that, that was my biggest takeaway, I think, from what we were uh, able to see. Uh, 107 catches for CD, 1359 yards, nine touchdowns, and five 100-yard games. And the PR department figured out he's got uh, 10 uh, over his first three seasons, 100-yard games. And he trails only in Cowboys history Bob Hayes, who had 13 in his first three years with the franchise. So that tells you what CD Lamb can do. And he looks like he grew some shoulders in the offseason, too, mm. by the way. Another person that looked like he put on some muscle was uh, Jalen Tolbert, and he was moving pretty well also. So, you know, if you get those four guys, mm. uh, you've done a, a heck and, of a and job. And, I'm and, still worried about the tight end position, though. Uh, Just in Ferguson to... looks really good. And I guarantee you, and I've been told this, He's already a better blocker than Dalton Schultz. Hmm. So if, if I really like Jake Ferguson. Right? I mean he I played I don't think they're losing anything there. Wisconsin. Yep. Right? You you had to block at Wisconsin to get on the field because they're gonna good. run. He the looks ball. good after the after the catch. He I'm looks more good concerned. Okay, catch. so what about the second tight end? He's my first tight end. Well, right now, you gotta get Schoonmaker. Yeah, healthy. what's going on with him? Uh he had something done. Like plantar fasciitis? Was that what it was? I was thinking it was a shoulder yes. or something. He's, okay. He had, he had a, a boot on. had a protective boot on yeah, his right foot. He had something procedure done, I think. Um, but, you know. Now, limiting him in OTAs is not as big a concern. Right. As long as he's here learning everything. Right, right? exactly. And he's doing some things, just not uh, a lot. You know, and, and if you're worried about. Someone getting down the field, Hendershot can do that. Uh, and they got more out of McEwen than I think they thought they were going to get last year using him. Um, now, the key thing would be if you can keep those three tight ends at tight end and mm -hmm. they don't have to play H-back if the undrafted rookie can play fullback. Hunter Lipke. Yes. That would be a good combination. Although he does – Look like he has the size of a moose, by the way. But uh, he's pretty versatile, and I saw them moving him around in a lot of different spots, too. I just found the touchdown. 
God, that was such an amazing touchdown. He jumped over somebody with one leg and the, came down and still did a uh, somersault and, and scored a touchdown. That was, was Michael Gallup. Gallup? Yeah, I just saw the touchdown. I mean, that to me, that was typical of the type of athleticism that he had then. He jumps over a guy with one leg and comes down on that same leg and at the same time rolls over into the end zone untouched. That's just – it's something that you just don't see from every wide receiver. So that's what we were dealing with. We were dealing with an extremely athletic uh, second receiver. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, he was showing a little bit more – uh, uh, physicality than C.D. Lamb was at one point because he was the guy that was ready to go and get the tough catch. C.D. was making the tough catches, but we were expecting that from him. But the the really physical catches, Michael Gallup was doing that before he got in. And, and Dak was quoted as saying he's starting to come back into who Michael Gallup is. He's getting his feet under him, and he's going to be better. So if you add that to and Brandon Cooks can move now. Oh no, he's he, 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 he still he looks got like speed. a really jacked dude, mm-hmm. and I, he's not that big. He seems to be muscular though. Yes, yes. he is. He's yes. compact, right? right? Uh, and and then CD talking about uh, just the the whole bunch of them uh, was talking about how this is could be one of the fastest groups. He didn't want to say the fastest. He goes, I don't want Coop coming after me. Right? <laughs> he goes, but this might be That's one of the fastest one. groups That's I've ever one. been a part of. And, uh, still worried about Coop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good stuff. Good, good the respect. thing on Cooks, he's still in the prime of his. I mean, he, he doesn't turn 30 until September. Mm, he's right. 29 years old. Yeah. So, all right, we continue. You know what? I just thought of this. This coming up here will be the last read of the offseason. Oh, no. Spagnola. He will make it a good one when we come back. A perfect one. It's a difficult one. (laughs) The Medal of Honor is our country's highest military award for valor in combat. More than 40 million individuals have served in the armed forces since the Civil War. Fewer than 4,000 have received the Medal of Honor. The National Medal of Honor Museum will be a place to preserve these legacies and inspire America. It's being built right next door to the Dallas Cowboys in Texas. Help us honor our country's greatest heroes. Learn more and get involved at mohmuseum.org. I'm Dak Prescott, quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. Blockchain.com is one of the most trusted ways to buy, sell, and trade crypto. Whether you're always on the go or stay closer to home, Blockchain.com is just a few taps away. Put the power of crypto in your pocket so no matter where you are, you can trade on your terms and build a crypto portfolio to fit your life. For crypto pros, rookies, and anyone in between, Blockchain.com makes it easy to own a piece of the future. Blockchain.com, trusted by millions, trusted by America's team. Hey, Cowboys fans, ready to spice up your next watch party? Bring Yokiero guacamole and be the game day hero. Yokiero means I want, and we know you want, great, fresh-tasting, ready-to-serve guacamole for your home-gating and tailgating events. Made with real avocados and the perfect blend of spices, it will be the star of any party. You can find us at your local Albertsons or Tom Thumb in the deli section. If you can't find it, talk to your store manager and tell them, Yokiero, Yokiero guacamole. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with pregame sideline access and photo ops with current players, cheerleaders, and cowboy legends. You want to stay at a team hotel? 
Attend the best tailgate party in Texas, tour the star, and talk X's and O's with me, Everson Walls. With Star Sports Tours, you can. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back to Register now for the 2023 Dallas Cowboys Youth Camps presented by Invisalign. Athletes ages 6 to 16 are invited to learn from the best this summer at AT&T Stadium or Ford Center at the Star and Frisco. Football camps are led by former NFL players and dance camps are taught by the current Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders use code CAMP23 and you get $25 off registration. Visit now, cowboys.com slash camps. Uh, I got two negative marks on that two. one. Two. William. <laughs> yes, it's two. You hesitated. I almost I may take away one because you kind of improvi- improvised on that last area there. So okay. I'll give you one. So All that's right. something you can work on over the next <laughs> yes. seven weeks before training camp before starts. Before training camp starts. <laughs> I'm sure he'll okay. prioritize that. And yeah. I'm sure you guys are going to make a special effort to come out and join me. Oh, I you am know for I sure. Am. Yes. Um, DeAndre Hopkins. You have any interest in DeAndre Hopkins? I don't know that I have enough money. For him, the question posed to Cowboys Executive Vice President Stephen Jones moments ago on if there is any interest in free agent wide receiver DeAndre Hopkins: "Quote, he's not on this team right now. We went down the road with Cooks. We're very comfortable with Cooks. We're really pleased with our receiving group." There you go. Unquote. If you could afford him, uh, yeah, I'd take him. <laughs> but you can't afford him. He was supposed yeah. to make seventeen million this year. Is he taking a pay cut now that he's... He will. He will because yeah. he might not have a choice. That's right. I've heard somebody say, well, he'll play for $10 million. I think I, so. I, don't, I think he will. I don't know I about think that. he will play for ten, And that's why I say we can't afford him because I think that will probably be his bottom line. See, and, and, and from what I've been told, Zeke's money, since they've got everybody signed already, mm-hmm. right? So you've already accounted for your rookie pool extensions and traditionally what the Cowboys have done with extensions like CD or Trayvon Diggs they've done it in training camp when everybody's kind of there right everybody's together and uh, so some of that money could go into extending those guys and you still have Dak by the way if you wanted to do something there right you got Parsons coming up. So it's not all about this year's salary cap. It's next year and the year after that. And, oh, by the way, you know what? You ended up with a Pro Bowl center last year. And I know he was a replacement, Biotis. That's okay. But he was a Pro Bowl center, yes. and he's in the last year of his contract. Mm. And Terrence Steele, they would still like to sign him to an extension. And, oh, maybe Tony Pollard, too, so he doesn't count. $10 million against the cap if they get a long-term deal down with him. They would probably do three years with him, 
I would think. Uh, and that would lessen his cap impact for this year, which would create more money for these extensions. So where people look up and say, oh, the Cowboys got $20 million. Well, they want to go into the season with 8 to 10 for operating uh, circumstances. Uh, so if you're going to use that other money for extensions, you don't have a lot of money to have a luxury of four receivers if you added Hopkins. And you're probably not putting all four on the field at the and same time. And that's my thing. Someone's going to suffer. Right. Uh, there's going to be a receiver that's going to be out of it if you bring in Hopkins. And those three yeah. receivers, I like all th- Once again, yeah, right. like all I mean, they're going to run the run and shoot. You're going to have four <laughs> receivers out there starting. <laughs> as long as they catch the darn ball. Yeah, as long as they catch. And all four of those guys, they can catch it. Because so you're paying really plenty of money that. to the three other guys. That's right. That, I mean, the three that you have right now. And I, next I, I year. Would love to, I, I'm, once again, I would love to have him. But we just can't afford him. And I wouldn't say that we're settling with what we have. I think we're very in very good That's position. That's what struck with, me when yeah. I saw those three guys together. Mm-hmm. E- exactly. And So in DeAndre Hopkins' case – does it behoove him, unless he get, has a team like Cleveland, who's got money available right. uh, to go ahead they and sign whatever, yeah. to just wait until training camp, see what, what injuries happen, and then see find teams with needs? Because I'm whatever. sure he didn't want to go through training camp. Not that training camp's so difficult like it was before, mm-hmm. right, where guys that were veterans. But see, to me, that kind of that thought process, I'm hoping he's not there because – if you're trying to make a difference in a team, that's that's the way mm-hmm. I want. I want it to be there for training camp. Right. I don't want to come in after everything's already done. I want to be. I want to be at OTAs. I want to know my teammates going into training camp and at least get them to see what I can still do. And if I'm DeAndre, I don't want to go well, closing in after with Ty like Ty did coming in later. That but as it stands right now, part of the fabric of the team, the, the ship has sailed on OTAs and and many that part, camps yes. now. And, and even, so, but you, but now, if you could still. sign, yeah, you could sign, you know, whether it's him or Zeke or whatever, anyone out there, you could sign mid June, and you'd have an opportunity to work with your quarterback. That would be my you know, worst case scenario, right for there, for DeAndre. If right. I'm, if I'm a guy like like yeah. Zeke or DeAndre, I I want to get in before training camp. I really do. Here's another thing from, from CD being, you know what, he's, he's sort of blatantly honest all the time. Um, it came up about, you know, what are they trying to do on offensively and, uh, you know, can they cut down on, you know, the interceptions and, you know, there, there's a good case to be seven of those 15 weren't on the quarterback, right? CD said... I feel like that was our biggest problem for us last year. We were never on – well, we were not on the sa- – we were on the same page, but not as often as we wanted to. There was a ton of brutal mistakes. And he's right. Yeah. Right? Everybody, <laughs> so everybody right. thinks this offense <laughs> needs to, you know, like reinvent Revamp. everything. Revamp. Right? Revamp. Yeah. And it's like, and his point, no, no, we need to cut down on the mistakes. We just need to brush up, mm-hmm. uh, flush out the mistakes. In Dak's first 10 games back after the injury, not counting the, the final game when they got 
beat by Washington mm-hmm. and didn't mean anything. They scored six points in those 10 games. They averaged 35 points a game. Now, you're going to blame Kellen Moore for that? Probably not, right? Uh, and, and in two of the losses, they scored 28 on the road against Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Get beat in overtime. 28 should be enough. Jacksonville. Get beat on the road, Jacksonville, when you scored 34 points. So it wasn't like the offense was caught. Now, I understand what happened in the playoff game. And the 12 points have clouded this whole circumstance here, right? Uh, well, it, the 12 points was just in, is indicative of past uh, records as well, past non-achievements. I mean, we've always stumbled in that moment. At that, so it wasn't just the 12 right. points. It was the fact that we stumbled again at that moment. And if you throw in the first playoff game, they should have scored 35, right? Mm-hmm. If he made his four extra points. <laughs> <laughs> that kind of gets us back to where we started. Yeah, I can't but this get offense that scored. It scored. You know, I heard somebody saying, yeah, well, they want to run the ball more. Or I looked at running the ball, and they ran the ball a hell of a lot this past season. Um, the thing about the season, Spags, it's not about the entire season. It's the moments that we failed, which goes back to even the previous season. Uh, unusual blowouts, just, you know, uncharacteristic blowouts, things of that nature. That inconsistency has always followed us even into good seasons. The last season wasn't that inconsistent, but once again, there was the Texans game. What are we doing here, right? Why do we have to have a great last, you know, two-minute drive to win that game? Here we get all again, tough games against tough teams. We seem to falter. That's the problem that that has followed us. We blow Minnesota out, but then all of a sudden we come back and we play badly against another team. Those are the things that have followed. It's not the season. It's those moments. Well, they basically no-showed offensively in the season opener. All right? They got beat. The one loss with Cooper Rush starting was to Philadelphia. Yes. All right? You didn't have your starting quarterback. And then when you had your starting quarterback, they didn't have theirs, and the Cowboys beat them. Yeah. Beat them bad. No doubt. The two overtime losses, so there's four of the five, and then what happened against Washington. So during the season, they stepped up. You can't lose on the road when you score 34 points. You just can't, and not on a drop pass that gets intercepted and returned for Mm -hmm. the walk-off touchdown. Um, So, yeah, offensively, okay, now you've made changes. But there's the bar. Can you can you average 35 points a game in 10 straight games? That was pretty articulate there, Spags. I liked it. Thank you. <laughs> and with that, I turn over the last nine minutes to you guys. We're going another nine minutes. Oh, we have no, no um, oh, I don't show know. after this. I'm not. My, my stomach is growling. I know there is no show. After no this. show. So we can take it nine minutes. Okay. So uh, we pr- well, if you made it this far, you might as well. Preview training camp now. <laughs> training camp. Because <laughs> who's, who's going to be the most intriguing? Mini camp, mini camp will be just kind of what we've seen and, so and far. And fans can't see mini camp. Yeah. 
So but they can see they can see camp. training camp and they can see the preseason games. And you know the most intriguing player on this roster during the preseason will be will be Michael Plasas. Deuce Vaughn. No. Oh. <laughs> and right. you're, and you're right. Yes. Yeah. Does he does he interview comfortably? Yes. You know, I know he's young. Oh yes. I know he's young. Yes. Young, no, yes. No. He, yes. He's he the total not package. Young. Yeah, he is he is, and they're, you know, and in these kind of skeleton drills they do, even if it's team, he catches the ball really well mm-hmm. out of the backfield. Uh, they've got him working on. He does everything really well except get big. Right. <laughs> that part you can't change. I, I got to say, I uh, just did a football camp yesterday in, in Oklahoma City, and I just happened to be standing by this young kid. You know, I guess he was about 5'8", and I'm thinking, He's taller than Deuce. <laughs> yeah. That's the first thing I thought. He's taller than Deuce. <laughs> and he was little, and he's taller he's than Deuce. Towering over Deuce. <laughs> I, I, uh. I got to see this, guys. I've got to see it. I've seen him play, but I've got to see it. They have him uh, returning. He and Turpin were returning kicks. And by the way, they've been using Turpin a, a, a lot with the second group of mm-hmm. three wide receivers. Well, it was intriguing what uh, Mike McCarthy said at the press conference. He was talking about players making the big jump from their first year to their mm-hmm. second year, and and he expressed optimism on both Jalen Tolbert and Sam Williams going into the second year. Nice it was intriguing what he said later about Turpin is that the big thing for him is being able to make that first to second year jump, right? You know, in terms of learning the offense and that sort of thing. And he. Well, in regards to his abilities, period, and what he what he did as a returner, it's hard to jump up from that. It's hard to get better than he was as a returner because I thought he did a pretty good job. But I think he, in, in terms of being used on offense, as, of course, yeah, yeah it's yes, more than yes, I yeah. the decoy or the end around mm-hmm. guy. To Six, you know, actually, he, he he was on the field for sixty two offensive snaps last year. What's that? About five percent. Yeah. But you, they never targeted him. Yeah, and right. So, no. and is, so, is so if they're going to target to get open, or or it's being able to learn all the the, the positions them, them that they want to use him to in. put him yeah. in the best situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and one of the things they need to do with him is throw him the ball on the move, not having him run run like a curl a route, curl yeah. route, or no. throw it to him. Mm-hmm. You know, and if if he had to pull off some of the. You know, junk plays where the guy's in motion coming around and then swing it to him. He needs picks. They need to set picks for him. If you set picks for him, you can catch him on the move and give him some space. Right. Yeah. That, or that, or that start him moving that's and then throw happen. it to him. Mm-hmm. You know, put him in motion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and somebody's going to have to go with him. And you'll find out if they're playing zone or no man doubt. to man, right? No and man to man, no one's going to run with him. And and I liked his body language in that OTA practice. Like when they and it didn't matter if they were in teams, seven on seven, or just throwing routes. If for some reason he didn't come down with a pass, they were practicing getting up high to mm-hmm. catch one, high pointing it, and the ball got over his head. He didn't quite jump high, and he was he was mad at himself that he didn't catch it. He was wanting to catch everything. Um, and I could tell that he's really working on that. So it'll be interesting to see. Plus, he'll come into this training camp a little fresher than he got there last year, mm-hmm. right, after having played that season uh, in the USFL. 
USFL, XFL, whatever it was, where he was the most invaluable offensive person, and it wasn't just his returns. He was a good right, a wide receiver. Well, he not only had played in the USFL, but in the fall he had played in Poland. Mm-hmm. Was that the Europe yeah, thing? In, <laughs> Europe. and prior to that, the previous I mean, he he was playing football like continuously for right. an eighteen month period because he played in the spring league the year before, and then he played in some indoor league as right. well during the summer months before going to Europe. Look like he was sounds like he was on the run. Mm. <laughs> so he's yeah, pretty that's, good on the run. So yeah. that's you know if 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 he's your fifth option at wide receiver, not bad. And he's still returning. And then you brought up Deuce, and it'll be interesting to see how they can you know. I'm going to assume he's going to make the team. Uh, how they can utilize him in different areas also. Because when he was returning kickoffs, and I know they weren't blocking and tackling, but he had to look for lanes, and he finds them easily. You know, I'm sitting up high. I can see them. Usually on the field, they're hard to see. And he would just swoop right into the open spot. Oh, I think think Deuce is going to make an impact his rookie year. I really do. Another guy, just get him the ball, right? Mm -hmm. Somehow, some way. And, and see if people can find them. I mean, the way things are currently uh, put together on this roster, Deuce is going to get a lot more snaps on offense than Cavante Turpin is. You're probably right. Hmm. That's, a, that's, a, that's, that's not a bad Yeah, I wonder about that. Not, I not wonder about point. that. <laughs> They're going with the running backs they got right now. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. He's the th- right now, you would – I mean, they don't have a depth chart right now. But who's got who is, you, you got, got Pollard, four. and then who's your two? Jones. Well, you Ronald like Malik Jones. Davis or Davis. Ronald Jones there? You know what? I like Malik Davis. Mm-hmm. I like him a lot. Uh, we'll see what happens with. And then Deuce Ronald is your Jones. third guy, I think. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, he's, he's a he is a third down back. Mm-hmm. Right, right. As long as you're using him as a back and not, and not as a pass protector picking up yeah, yeah. <laughs> that might be a little bit difficult mm-hmm. oh, but he's got the skills forget, where he can play you? him in the slot you guys right? never forget i tell you <laughs> i know y'all probably remember every touchdown i gave up <laughs> i just remember every i don't remember any <laughs> I remember two that weren't his fault. Oh, yeah. That's there, right. There was that Damn one. Right. There was that one. I forgot. That yeah. wasn't my fault. <laughs> that one. All right. Two-minute warning goes to both benches. We need a parting mix shot for the offseason. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. What was the highlight of the offseason, Mickey? The two trades for Brandon Cooks mm-hmm. and Stefan Gilmore. That was the highlight that they used a fifth-round pick and a sixth-round pick this year to bring in two spots that needed to be reinforced. And, and those were chosen uh, to—and that helped us, right? It helped us uh, improve our roster from a veteran standpoint. So our draft alone includes veterans. And that, that spent some salary cap money mm-hmm. to do it, too. Everybody says the Cowboys are too afraid to do stuff. No, they did what they needed to do. And and then he went into the draft, and you didn't have to draft a wide receiver high, and you didn't have to draft a cornerback. 
because you're still the other thing is you're still not sure about Jordan Lewis where he's at mm-hmm. um, with the Liz Frank problem and he he said he was hoping to be, be ready. ready for the start of camp yeah and and when he started talking about having a new foot I don't like the how that sound you know because he's they're basically saying they're telling him his foot will never be like it was before suffering mm-hmm. this injury. Mm-hmm. Wow. It's, a, it's a lot to come back from. Yeah. So, but, you know, when they were out there. Uh, so that's know, why Kelvin Joseph's working in the slot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's, yeah, that's definitely why. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if he can just know what to do and not be so jumpy out there, he's got such physical skills. It's unbelievable. He can come to this high school camp that I'm going to be coaching. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll get it right. We'll get it. Hey, right. Demarcus Ware was here, you know, for that one OTA working with uh, the defensive, uh, uh, the yes. defensive ends. Mm-hmm. So yeah, maybe you need to get out there with your man. Yeah, we got George Teague. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> he was a safety. That's right. All right. Well, that does it for another off season of Dallas Don't Cowboys miss you football. Guys, man. Not Nick shed shots. any tears, man. Yeah. Dude. Well, find a I'll reason. I'll see you guys while I'm coming up here for lunch. Fi- find a reason <laughs> to get to L.A. during training. Oh, that will not be a problem. You've got so many business opportunities. Just one big signing the Cowboys need to make before the training camp starts. They'll be ready to go. <laughs> Kicker. No, two, oh, sorry, two oh, big signings. about me. <laughs> Actually, I was talking about someone else who okay. paid a visit here on Friday. One five. That's right. One five. That's one right. five. Two one. Yeah. All right, and we will shout at you <laughs> next time on Mixed Shots from Training Camp 2023. Go, Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!